Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of The Next Man Up. That's my solo show. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another round of sound, so to speak. And this is a, an off-season show where we're going to start to do, um, try to just fill some space when I have the time, and give you all some new content, some fresh content. And so The Next Man Up today, this episode, the focus is change. The focus is on change. The one thing I kept on thinking about and have continued to think about since the Pittsburgh Steelers 2019 season ended is how everyone always says the same thing over and over again. This is the Steelers' success is not based on playoff appearances. It is not based off of winning seasons. It is not based off of a season that it does not have more losses than wins. The Steelers' success is gauged by one thing, championships. And this is typically when the fan base will point to the six Super Bowl trophies, and, and rightfully so, because it's been a, they've been a very successful organization. However, the one thing I kept on thinking about and was the crux of this episode was simple. If championships is how success is gauged in Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Rooney family, then change needs to happen, period. You can't go into the 2020 season status quo and expect anything different to happen. Now, let me start off by saying that I don't think that, uh, let me rephrase that. I'm. They should not fire Mike Tomlin. If you are in the hashtag fire Tomlin crew, you just might want to turn the episode off now. Because I'm not in that crew, and it's not because I'm a, I'm a fan of Mike Tomlin. I like Mike Tomlin. I don't think there's any way anyone in their right mind could say that after this season in 2019 that you would want to get rid of the head coach. But that doesn't mean that change should not and could not still exist. Let's talk about it. Next man up. Change. It's necessary, in my opinion, heading into 2020. Let's talk about the coaches. Now, I don't think any of the coordinators are going anywhere. That includes Danny Smith. That includes Randy Feetner. That includes Keith Butler. And already, people in the live chat are saying, start with Randy. <laughs> please, please, but trust me, I was as frustrated with Randy Feetner as anyone was. Listen to our podcast all throughout this season. You heard me talk about Randy Land and what that means and how that can impact the overall offense as a whole but I don't think they're going to make a change because of Ben Roethlisberger. It's been well documented how close they are dating back to when Feetner was the quarterback's coach. And it's also been already reported by Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that the Pittsburgh Steelers are planning on retaining Randy Feetner. But that doesn't mean the change is always in the form of subtraction. Did you know that the Pittsburgh Steelers have one of the smallest coaching staffs in the National Football League? Maybe it's time for Mike Tomlin, for Art Rooney, for Kevin Colbert, assuming Kevin Colbert will be back for 2020, to sit down and say maybe some of these guys need some help. Maybe we should have a quarterback's coach. And that shouldn't be the job of the defensive or I'm sorry, the offensive coordinator to both coordinate the offense and Get a get the quarterbacks prepared. We saw 
that when Van Roethlisberger is the quarterback, that's different. He might not need a quarterback's coach after all the years of experience he has logged in the NFL. But when you have to turn to Mason Rudolph or Devlin Hodges, not having that one coach that's there to help them and to guide them, that might be a difference maker. And let's be honest, Mike Tomlin seemed like he was very much okay and on board with Mason Rudolph being the backup moving forward. If that's the case, you need to bring in a coach that can work with him. Even if that's his sole purpose is to help Mason Rudolph become a better quarterback to understand the NFL game better then it's worth it. So coaching changes don't always have to be via subtraction. It can be by addition. It can be um, adding in someone that's going to be a run game coordinator. Now this is reportedly reportedly is the key word here reportedly this is something mike munchak did as the offensive line coach when he was in pittsburgh he was the run game coordinator so you don't have that now and if you do maybe you want to bring someone in that is a fresh set of eyes again help is always I, I never think help is a bad thing as long as you're hiring the right people some might say that the addition of terrell austin last year made a very good addition to the defense in terms of the secondary and their takeaways and the way that they view things. Now we don't know that in, in terms of details, what he is and isn't doing in regards to Keith Butler as the defensive coordinator. But the one thing is that again, addition can be changed and it can be good. So they need to start with the coaching staff, be willing to add some fresh faces and be willing to say, you know what? We need some help in this specific area, and that's okay. So that could be step number one in terms of change. Because change, in my opinion, in case you missed the beginning of this little monologue, was all about change is necessary if success is while we're gauging. The Pittsburgh Steelers haven't been in a Super Bowl since 2011. It's We're going into 2020, folks. Period. Period. I think the other place that the Steelers need to make sure that they are okay with change, and that is with the way that they handle their roster. Player turnover is a part of life in the National Football League, but we've seen it time and time again that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been a little hesitant to let those one, those one or two players go. To say, you know what, maybe this wasn't a a good addition. Maybe this wasn't a good contract. Now, they've done it in the past, you know, admitting mistake like Dante Moncrief most recently, but sometimes they've been very stubborn in this area. If you're going to make a move, and I think change is going to be necessary in terms of your roster, you're going to have to make some moves. Think of a, of a move like bringing in a Steven Nelson. They don't have the cap space to do that. You want to keep Bud Dupree and Javon Hargrave. You got to create some cap space. And so that means sometimes you got to cut ties. You got to cut ties straight from the top. And so that would be a player like Ramon Foster who can save him almost $4 million towards the cap in 2020. It's declining your club option on Vance McDonald, which would save you about $6 million. It's saying Mark Barron. Thanks. We appreciate the one year of, of, you know, you being on this on the team, but we're going to, we're going to let you go. You have to make some tough decisions sometimes. And even though you're looking at, okay, well, Barron did play a lot in 2019. You hope that Devin Bush could fill that role in 2020. And you'd have to see, okay, it, is that worked? Is that what they want to do? These are the types of changes that can impact the team in the long run. 
So by eliminating players like that, you then create salary cap space where you can go out and maybe make a few additions. Whereas right now they're bellied up to the cap limit and it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon, barring some restructures and things of that nature, which is an option with certain players like Joe Hayden, Ben Roethlisberger, even. So you need to make sure that you're okay and willing to say it's time to cut it, cut ties. Yes. It, it would it be a bad look if you bring in Mark Barron for one year and let him go. Steven is saying Anthony Ciccolo is another one. I agree a hundred percent because these players, are they worth the money that they're making? Because in my opinion, someone like Anthony Ciccolo is someone that you can find those players in the national football league, a special teams guy who's going to play sparingly, honestly. And I said this during the season, check the Twitter account, plain and simple. I would rather see Ola Denye get those backup reps than Anthony Ciccolo. And Ola Denye is making a whole heck of a lot less. So you have a lot of situations where you can just let these guys go. Just let them go. You can find players like this in the draft and or free agency. It doesn't have to be all the big names, but one of these one of the things that change can come from is by creating space. You see other teams do it all the time. They let players walk. They don't go after these play, the players that you would think they would. And teams like New England, even Baltimore, they let players go. That's fine. Go. We'll, we'll, fill, we'll fill in, and we're going to get a comp pick for you and all that stuff. And so you have a situation where you have a lot of players that could really be retained. I'm thinking about players like B.J. Finney. Hargrave is another one. If you want to try to get Bud Dupree on a long-term deal, you're going to have to create space. You're going to have to create space. And so being willing to make those changes, it's not always easy because you develop relationships with these players. They know the system, but sometimes that's just a fact of life in today's National Football League. Speaking of players, another area that needs some change, that is player usage. Player usage. Simple. The running back situation is a prime example. I'll use that as the as the budding example here in this in this particular bullet point. You have James Conner, Benny Snell Jr., Jalen Samuels, Kareth White. You could throw in Trey Edmonds if you want. Ralph Webb. All these players that are on the current roster, the offseason roster now. I don't really feel the need for this the Steelers to have to go out and get someone if they're willing to change and to go to a more running back by committee style of offense. That's it. If you're going to sit there and tell me, no, James Connor's the guy and we're going to make sure that he's, we're preserving him in the in preseason and training camp BS. He's not the guy. He is a good player when he's healthy. And so this is one of those situations where Mike Tomlin, and I say Mike Tomlin because he is the guy here. Mike Tomlin, this is when you step in and say, you know what? We're changing our philosophy. And honestly, he's a guy that he will, will always say in press conferences, and you can just look at his track record. He is a guy that wants to have one back, and that's his guy. And if he needs a break, then you bring someone else in. One thing that you need to do is you need to be willing to make a change. So 
yes, you could use a draft pick on a running back. I could think of about five other positions that I'd rather draft high in the draft than running back. And so I don't mind the stable of backs that they have right now. I, I do mind how they're using them. Period. You're telling me that Benny Snell, who I think showed me a lot towards the, the back end of this, this past season, Kareth White is a change of pace guy. Jalen Samuels, who's a good third down back. And James Conner, if he doesn't have to carry the, the load, I like those running backs. I really do. But you have to change how you're using them. Period. You have to you change how you use them. You can't sit there and expect that J, that James Conner is going to walk in in 2020 and all of a sudden develop the durability gene. It's just not in his makeup right now. So you have to prepare for change. And this goes back to the coaching staff. If you're going to keep Randy Feetner, Randy Feetner is going to have to show you that he can make these types of changes. Period. I don't care if Ben Roethlisberger prefers one back. You put out the backs that are going to make give you the best chance to succeed. And other NFL teams have proven that running back by committee can succeed in today's NFL. You just have to understand how to utilize your backs to keep everyone healthy. Everyone said James Conner would be a great number two. He could be a great number one as long as that one and two and three and four are used in more of a, you know, a situation where it's more by committee. So change in terms of usage and defensively, I don't have too many complaints about that, but you know what? It's going to change is going to happen on that side of the football, whether you like it or not, either Bud Dupree is not going to be back. Javon Hargrave might not be back. Will Stefan to be healthy again. These are all situations that the coaching staff is going to have to really maximize in terms of saying, okay, how can we, how can we change? How can we adjust? You saw that, a lot I felt on the defensive side of the ball in 2019. There were certain games where they would have uh, Mark Barron, Devin Bush, and Vince Williams all out on the field. There were times where they had multiple safeties on the field. Back when Cam Kelly was on the team, he would be out there as a third safety. All this stuff happening shows that they are willing to change and really maximize their chances to actually win. They need to do that on offense too. You have to be willing to do that on offense. And so change, purposeful change. Don't change just to change. That's one of those things that you can't just say, well, we're just going to make changes because we need to make changes. You need to make changes that are going to help your team win. Because let's go back to the title of this episode in this podcast, and that is if success in Super Bowl championships is what the Pittsburgh Steelers base everything on, then you can't Tell me honestly whether you're watching live in this live in the live chat or you're watching in replay or listening in audio platform doesn't matter. You can't honestly tell me that wherever you are listening that what they've been doing has been working. Period. Period. It comes down to the fact that unless they're just blowing smoke, and it's one of those situations where Art Rooney II, when he meets with media, and Mike Tomlin, when he meets with media, and they all say the same thing. Look. We'd failed because we didn't win a Super Bowl, but we only one team can win the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, well, guess what? The Steelers haven't sniffed the Super Bowl in a long time. That's just fact. And so if the Steelers are serious about making changes, then maybe, just maybe, this team can turn the corner and become a legitimate Super Bowl contender in what I feel is a very, very wide open AFC.
change. It's not always bad. I always think about the the scene in one of my favorite movies growing up, Wayne's World, where Garth is developing the fake hand, the artificial hand, and um, <laughs> Rob Lowe's character comes up to him and says, we're looking to make some changes. He goes, well, we fear change. And the little hand starts moving. He starts bashing with a hammer. We don't like change. I feel like that's a stealer sometimes. We don't like change. This is the way we've always done it. You know, we're we're all about tradition. I get it. I get it. I get it. But change is necessary if this team wants to win another Super Bowl. Look at what the Ravens did. Talk about complete overhaul of their offense. They had a literal complete overhaul of their defense. Change is necessary if this team wants to win another Super Bowl. I'm not saying you fire Mike Tomlin. I'm not even saying that you fire a coordinator. But those changes that I talked about are changes that need to happen. Period. Need to happen. Not a, not a could, not a should. Need to happen. Hope you enjoyed that little rant there on this Next Man Up podcast. Now's the time where I open it up to you in the live chat. And maybe if you have any questions about the team moving forward, maybe changes that you think should happen, and maybe we could try to come to come to grips with what needs to take place for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get back to the postseason. But again, not just to the postseason. That's not the Steelers' tradition. You know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. That's great. Got to win Super Bowls. Super Bowls. And Lance Williams, who says, uh, let me bring this up here, incremental change or major change? I think to me it's just incremental change. But this all hinges on one of the biggest, one of the biggest ifs in recent history for the Steelers. Can Ben Roethlisberger come back and be healthy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it, no one knows. I did a whole show on that. <laughs> that is that Ben Roethlisberger saying he wants to come back. I know he wants to come back. Doesn't mean that his arm's going to be ready to come back. There you go. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And, and Lance was asking, am I playing hooky? No, it's snowing here. Got home early. Thank you very much. And so I figured, hey, I want to do this show anyways. So, hey, but what better time than the present? Zach puts $4.99 in the tip jar. He says, Big Big Ben McCullers needs to change his diet. I don't know if you're talking about Big Dan McCullers or Big Ben Roethlisberger. I think both could probably make some adjustments in their nutritional plans. I say that as a personal trainer, but <laughs> I'm not worried about Ben. And Lance and I joke about him all the time. Um, I am not worried about him from a from a conditioning standpoint. Because I think that he is, he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. I, I, I am being 100% honest. I think that he'll be fine and that he is, uh, he, he's, he's, he's going to come in shape. He's going to be fine. He'll be ready. He's, he actually has a lot of time. It's a long off season, long off season. All right. Um, let's hear. What do we do with Ben's contract if he isn't fully ready to go? Now, that's something that on last Wednesday's, the standard is a standard. Uh, Lance talked about the, the dead cap hit. They would, it wouldn't be as bad as you would think. Um, boy, that's a situation you hope you don't have to get into. Period. It's just one of those situations that you just hope and pray that Ben Roethlisberger comes back and he is, you know, 
you just you just hope that he's he's healthy and that his arm responds well to the surgery and that he is healed and he is able to throw all the throws and all that stuff. So um, I understand Michael O'Malley says it's a joke. I get it's a joke, but there's a lot of people that also have emailed me and made comments on the YouTube channel saying that they're really they're really ticked off about the Big Ben bashing. Uh, trust I, he'll be fine. I just want to clear the air there. Snowman puts five dollars in the tip jar. He says they need more coaches, quarterback coach, outside linebackers coach. You know, Snowman, I agree with you on the quarterbacks coach. I mentioned that earlier, but at the same time, do they really need an outside linebackers coach? Joey Porter leaves. Keith Butler takes over, and they get amazing production from their outside linebackers in 2019. I'm not sure if they need an outside linebackers coach. I, it would be great, but you'd have to find someone that has a history of doing the job. And that's something Joey Porter never had. He did it he did it as a player, obviously, but as a coach, never did it. Kevin Green available? Hey, bring him in. Let him let him teach TJ Watt and who maybe Bud Dupree if he's back. Let him teach him some stuff. That's a Hall of Famer. He knows what he's doing and he's coached the position. That's key. He's coached the position. So keep that in mind. Okay. Um, yep, yeah, people bring up Kevin Green. Getting bent with, but this is this is a tough one for me, and it's tough because I don't I don't know to the extent of the difference. And he says I think the loss of Munch, he's referring to Mike Munchak, hurt the Steelers really bad. I, I tend to think yes, based on the fact that it's a, it's it, the proof is kind of in the pudding, but at the same time, it's it's a situation where. I don't know. Was he the run game coordinator? That's what everyone said. That's in reports from other outside sources. Was he responsible for the success of the offensive line? If you're using Denver as a gauge, they haven't, their offensive line wasn't good this year. So tough to say, tough to say. Um, but I, I, I kind of wonder that as well. You know, I kind of wonder exactly, you know, how big of an impact is it? I don't know. And I don't know anyone will ever know um, un until, unless they fire someone like Sean Surrett. <laughs> and then you're thinking, okay, that was bad. That was bad. So we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Um, earlier in this show, I had uh, someone ask what position should they target in terms of free agency and uh, in the draft? Well, and this is, this is tough too, because you have, don't have a first round pick. Um, but at the same time, you have um, a situation where what positions do you prioritize? That, that That's free agency and the draft. That's whether you did have a first-round pick or not. What position do you think that the Steelers need to target the most? That's the debate, and that's the tough part because you're going to have – I don't think they're going to be – the Steelers are going to be able to bring back B.J. Finney. I think just like Calvin Beecham, just like Chris Hubbard, they are going to have an issue – with keeping him in the fold because he's going to cost too much money. They don't have that much money. So I think they're going to be gone. I think he's going to be gone. And so you're going to have no depth in the interior offensive line. And I have talked about this on our shows the past few weeks and Ed Bouchette, who's now the athletic piggybacked off that. I'm not saying he listens to our show. I'm not that dumb, but he also, piggybacked with how they can maneuver some pieces on the offensive line around so that you don't have 
a big of issue. So for instance, you could take Matt Filer, who's your right tackle, move him to left guard, and then you could have Chooks Okorafor and Zach Banner vying for that right tackle spot. The problem is that you still don't have a backup center. Okay, so it's one of those situations where Filer has proven that he can play guard. Some say he's a better guard than he is a tackle. But okay, what else can you do? You could potentially, and Ed Bouchette brings this up in his article, you could move Chooks of Korafor to left guard, just like they did with Ramon Foster when he was a rookie. But at the same time, you're then digging into the depth of your offensive line. Now, the Steelers have had pretty good success finding some players um, like BJ Finney, who was undrafted out of Kansas State, who have come in and, and been there for a long time and been consistent. I'm not so sure that they can do that all the time, but at the same time, offensive line is a huge need. Tight end is a huge need. If you're still talking about positions that you want to target in the offseason in some way, shape, or form, they have no tight end depth. And if you let Vance McDonald walk, you have even less tight end depth because guess what? You have Zach Gentry, and then don't forget that uh, they just have no other – The um, Vanette is a free agent as well, so they'd have to sign him. That's going to cost you more money. So their tight end position is bad. Again, I said, I said it earlier in the show. I'll say it again. I'm, I'm not sure that running back is a priority. Everyone wants to say that it is. To me, I think that it's more about can this team actually change their philosophy to match – what they have at the running back position. And that's more of a running back by committee. Wes says, Jeff, let me ask you this. Do we, do we know whether or not we have a starting center? A month has gone by and we still know nothing about Pouncey's mysterious knee injury. Well, we're not going to know anything about Pouncey's knee. He did not. Well, according to Mike Tomlin in his end of the season press conference, he did not state that he would need surgery. So to me, if the, if this was a situation where Pouncey hit towards ACL or even had like a meniscus tear and needed to have surgery, it probably would have come out. So I don't know what his knee injury is. He's going to have a long off season. I think that he'll be fine. Um, then again, I could be wrong. And talk about Ben Roethlisberger coming back. If Pouncey can't come back and BJ Finney walks, you're in trouble, period. You're in trouble. Frank uh, Crooker says, Jeff, this is all great, but it starts with the ownership and the head coach. Mike Tomlin has wasted great talent several times since being the head coach. So obvious. Look, I'm not saying that Mike Tomlin is innocent in all these mediocre seasons that have been going on recently, but I don't think he is the main problem either, period. Um, you may disagree and everyone's entitled to their opinion, but at the same time, I don't think it's Mike Tomlin's issue, especially in 2019. Lance Williams asks, are the Steelers Super Bowl contenders with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger? I'm hesitating on purpose. It's not, that's not dead air. I, I didn't freeze up on you. Um, I'm going to say yes with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. Why? Because I think that if, if everyone has, if, if Ben Roethlisberger's healthy and the offensive line returns pretty much intact, I like the Steelers' skill position players. I like Deontay Johnson. I think James Washington is improving. I think that Juju Smith-Schuster, if healthy and having someone like Deontay Johnson next to him, will only help him. And I think that you have a situation where you have a quarterback that's going to put the team in the best position to win. And Lance says, we knew you would say yes. Hashtag Homer. I get it. I am a Homer, and I am a big 
Tom, I've been being big, uh, Ben Roethlisberger fan, but at the same time, everyone says it all the time. And that is that, you know, there's so much stuff that goes on with a quarterback in terms of getting the proper protections and, and all this stuff together. That could be one of the reasons why the offensive line kind of took a step back this year. Ben Roethlisberger, although his skill set might be declining and we don't know the, the, his arm strength and all that stuff, but if he's healthy, he also brings with himself a slew of experience to get his team in the best position to succeed. There you go. So yeah, I do think if I do think that Ben Roethlisberger, if he's healthy, that this team can be a contender, but it has more to do with the defense than it does with the offense. Is it, It's just that if Ben Roethlisberger's playing, they're going to probably average 20 points a game. And what did we always say this, this season? Score 20 and win, right? That's what we all said. Score 20 and win. So what I'm saying is that if Ben Roethlisberger's healthy, and that is a huge if, I've said that a million times. I feel like I shouldn't have to say it anymore, but here I am again. It's a huge if. If Ben Roethlisberger's healthy, this team should be able to average 20 points a game. Score 20 and win. That's why I think that they would be a legitimate playoff and Super Bowl contender because in, in the AFC, I think it's wide open. Wide open. And that includes Kansas City. That includes Baltimore. That includes New England. It's everybody. This AFC, in my opinion, is wide open. So why not the Steelers? But it all starts with getting Big Ben back, getting him healthy. We, I get it. So, all right. A few more questions here before we call it a show. I'm surprised by how many people are here at this time of day. I feel like if you're supposed to be working, that's not my fault. I, I appreciate you joining us. I will take this time to tell everyone, if you really want to help the program, uh, we've already had some live chat. Uh, super chat features where basically what that is, is where someone don't donate money to the program. That's how we got these blue Yeti uh, microphones for everyone. Uh, your money that you're donating is going to the show. And so we really appreciate that. Um, if you don't want to do that and that's fine, like the videos, hit the thumbs up button, comment on the videos, um, share the videos, subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet. And Set your notifications so that in case we do a show like today, this next man up show is not going to be scheduled as of now. It's just going to be, hey, I have the time. It's going to fit with the schedule with everything else. Like I know Dave's show isn't going to start until about nine o'clock tonight. So we'll get you this today during the day. So there you have it. Um, so make sure you help out the program. And then also if you're listening on audio platforms, if you're on iTunes or Google Play, give us a good review, give us a good rating. And I hope that Hope, hope that you all enjoy the content because we're not going anywhere. You might want us to, but we're not going anywhere. Reginald says, hey, Jeff, if Jalen Hurts is on the board in the second round, do you pull the trigger for him? I personally don't because to me, I feel that the Steelers should know by that point in time Ben's health. Now, if, if, you, if the Steelers are like, okay, this isn't good, the quarterback can't really throw um, – it's just not a good situation, then maybe you do. But at the same time, I'm not necessarily going to say that that's a priority going into the offseason right now, period. So I Jalen Hurts, I'm also not really sold on him as a quarterback. And like Dave Schofield, who joins us, deputy editor, he says free agency or lack thereof will help determine draft needs because that will happen first. March 18th is the first day of the new league year. That's when all the players will be moving around. 
new deals, new homes, new teams. And so you have a situation where you'll kind of find out really soon what exactly is going on with the health of Ben and where else, who are they losing and what, what position will be of need. So we'll be diagnosing that throughout the off season, getting bent with Bo says, I see that we hit 5,000 subscribers. What are we going to do to celebrate? I don't know. We should do something. We should do a giveaway of some kind. Uh, but yes, thanks to everyone. We, we did get to over 5,000 subscribers live on YouTube. That is awesome. I, I really can't, I, I can't fathom how cool it is. Lance and I can both say how crazy it is, how far this YouTube channels come and how far we've come as a little community. It's awesome. So we thank you all for that. Um, really, really appreciate all the support. So, all right, here we go. A couple more questions before we call it a show. Uh, and Lance says that I celebrated by shaving my beard. Yeah, it's not going to, um, uh, it's not going to matter. Yins are life 77. My boss is coming. Oh, wait, he went down the other hallway. Never mind. <laughs> if people are watching this live at work, I think that's flipping awesome. You know, uh, hey, Steelers content is Steelers content, right? Steelers content. So look, um, Wes says, Carl Joseph, keep an eye on that name. I'm telling you right now, Steelers had huge interest in the draft in him. The Steelers were to sign him. Edmonds days as a starter are numbered. I'm not disagreeing. They did have a really, really high level of interest in Joseph coming out of West Virginia. But at the same time, do they really need a safety? I don't think so. You know, I, I perfect. I really don't think so. Um, I, I understand everyone's frustration with, um, with Terrell Edmonds, but at the same time, I don't think that's the biggest need. Just don't. If, if you want to, if you're talking about defensive needs, there's really not many, uh, it depends on, you know, if you keep a guy like Hilton and Cameron Sutton's behind him, uh, if you lose Javon Hargrave or if you lose Bud Dupree, again, those are all going to be as they come type scenarios. Mike O'Malley, I love this thinking. He said, let's go for six K. I like that. We should try to get 6,000 subscribers by the, by the start of the regular season. That's, that's what I think. That's, I don't think it's a bad goal, but it all starts with you all helping to share, 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 share. Um, Wes says that, yes, uh, Jordan Dangerfield and Marcus Allen are backups. I get it. If you're looking for depth, maybe it, they've done crazy things like that before, but they'd probably also have to pony up something to get Joseph. So keep, I, I will, I remember that name. I know exactly what you're talking about. So we'll see. Realtree says, Jeff, whatever happened to the situation with Joe Hayden's contract, let him walk. Well, he, he signed a new deal prior to last season. So he's under contract, I believe, for two more years. And I think that Joe Hayden could definitely restructure his deal. But the way that he's played, man, why would you let him go? I mean, why would you let him go? I think Mike O'Malley hits the nail on the head when he says, my frustrations are with Barron. I think Barron's a guy that you could let him go. And... You know, it's one of those situations where Baron is just, I don't know if he's just not advertised or he's playing, playing out of position. You know, maybe he would be better suited for that third safety type that Cam Kelly basically did um, until he got cut instead of the inside linebacker role. Maybe he's a little too light for that inside linebacker role. The Steelers have some tough decisions to make, and we're going to be with you every step along the way. 
about 35 minutes. I've done my time. I appreciate everyone that has been a part of this show. This next man up show was just kind of on a whim. I had a couple ideas that I wanted to throw out there and put out there for their podcast viewers and listeners. And this is what we came up with. I will be back next week. I took last week off. I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't talk for more than 10 minutes without coughing my head up because my family had, we were all sick over the holiday. So I feel like I'm back. Maybe not better than ever, but I'm back. And I hope that you all will join us in all of our podcasts. So tonight, this is Tuesday. Dave will be on to Verstaki with Big Bro Big, Big Brosco. <laughs> Say that five times fast. On the Steelers stat key, they're going to be talking about the sack numbers. That'd be interesting. I'm going to look forward to hearing what they have to say about that. Then tomorrow night, myself and possibly Lance Williams will be on for the standard is a standard. Thursday, we have the Steelers preview. Friday's Lance. Yeah, I said it. And then Saturday, it will be myself for a Steelers burning question. There you go. All right, folks. Thank you for taking the time and listening to some Steelers talk. Remember, as Lance Williams always says, tune in, tell a friend and subscribe. We will see you on the next episode of Next Man Up.